Hey everyone, welcome back to the Metabolism Mindset and Macros podcast. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, functional nutritionist specializing in female metabolism and hormones. And I help women with Hashimoto's and PCOS manage their symptoms and really find the life that they love to live from the inside out. And today I am sharing an interview that I did a few weeks back that I'm super excited to share with you all the creators and the founders of Strides for Strength. Some of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while know that I've been working on running more in 2023. And so I actually met Michaela in a little group chat that we had going on with some some coaches. We were doing a personal development um, book club. And I was really intrigued by how they coach athletes, uh, which by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you you're an athlete, how they coach athletes into running marathons and all kinds of fun and exciting things, but also just helping people learn to love running. And that's something that I've been really focusing on this year. So super excited to dive into this episode and I would love to hear what you think. I will see you on the other side. All right, everyone. I am so excited. This is actually the first podcast interview that I've done where I have two guests. And so I'm super excited for all of the value that you're going to get from having three coaches talk to you on the show today, but I'm going to let these ladies actually introduce themselves and tell you who they are, what they do, and we'll take it from there. So ladies, go ahead, introduce yourselves. All right. I will go first. Me and Erin are business partners and we are the co-founders of Strides for Strength Run Coaching. We are like the same human, but with... (laughs) polar opposite interests. (laughs) Everything that she likes, I hate. Everything that I hate, she likes. So it it works well. We are the yin and yang. Um, But outside of run coaching, I am a nurse. I'm a travel nurse. I am also a podcast host of my own podcast called Built to Be You. It's a personal growth podcast. And then Erin and I co-host the Strides for Strength podcast. Um, Outside of that, on my days off, I am usually in the mountains snowboarding or hanging out with my dog. It just kind of depends. I am also in the process of becoming a board certified nurse coach. So I wear a lot of different hats. And again, me and Erin are kind of the same person. So I'll let her introduce herself. And it's probably going to be very similar. Very similar. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Michaela said, we are co-founders of Strides for Strength. So we do all things run coaching. Um, we coach people from anywhere from 5K distance to full marathons, people that are complete beginners, people that have experience. Uh, we have all sorts of people that we kind of target our audience to. Um, I am an ER nurse. Um, I... I'm very similar to Michaela. <laughs> I'm usually outside doing something, hiking, walking with my dogs, doing whatever on my days off. Um, and we, like she said, have the Strides for Strength podcast as well. And that's about it. We're so, uh, Celsius addicts. We like to drink a lot of Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> so now are you a travel nurse as well? Yeah, I, so I was for a while, I took a break and I started working at a, um, like IV therapy clinic where we did like, um, vitamins and stuff via IV, uh, decided that that was a little bit boring for me at the moment. <laughs> so I'm working my way back into the ER, um, in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Super exciting. Well, so the, the reason specifically that I wanted to have these ladies on the show is a lot of you guys know that, that one of my 
personal goals for 2023 was to begin running again um, outdoors, specifically in the stroller with the with the little guy so that I could get intentional movement and be outside and, and spend time with him. I am hashtag not a runner. I actually despise running, but I know so many of you listeners have some, you've shared that you have similar goals to start running and do things outside. And so when I was when I came across um, Michaela's Instagram and saw the strides for strength thing, and as she actually has lots of things. I'm also interested in, in the nurse coaching as well, but the, the strides for strength, I thought, you know, what better to have on the show than some actual running coaches to, uh, to share some, some knowledge and wisdom around that. So I would love for you guys to share how you got started, first of all, in your own running journey and what led you to become run coaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, so I started running probably eight years ago. Um, I'm living in Atlanta. I'm based in Atlanta. Uh, there's a big race called the Peachtree Road Race. It's like the largest 10K in the country, I want to say. Um, so it's super fun. I do it every year. It's like hands down my favorite race ever. Um, and I married into a family that does 5Ks and 10Ks on holidays. And I hated it because I did not run at all. Um, and so I did this 10K with my now husband and his mom. And I hated every minute of the race. And I was like, but I bet I could do it better. <laughs> so then I signed up for a half marathon, um, hated that too. And I was like, but I bet I could still do it better. And then I signed up for a full marathon and I was like, oh yeah, that's fun. I think I like that. Um, so finally got bit by the running bug after I, I made it to the marathon distance, um, ran for a few years. And then I've always had a coach of my own. I really loved what she did and I was in sort of a rut with the COVID pandemic um, and I reached out to her during it because I was travel nursing at the time in New York City and I was like, hey, how did you get into run coaching? Like, what did you do? Spill all your secrets. Tell me everything. And so she kind of like went through everything and I was like, if she can do it, why can't I do it? You know, um, so I kind of had her as a mentor, um, starting my own run coaching business. So I started by myself and started run it out coaching. <laughs> the name is terrible. It still makes me cringe. Um, <laughs> I started that and then I did that for about a year on my own. And I just always wanted to do it with someone like I'm very self-motivated, but I love having a person next to me that shares the same drive and the same desire to succeed. And I always kind of had my eye open on Instagram, finding someone that I kind of vibed with. And Michaela and I slid into each other's DMs, if you will, consistently <laughs> long runs. And because we were both training for Chicago. And so we would have long runs in the rain and stuff like that, where we would be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I really liked her, met her in person in Chicago. And I was like, hey, you want to be a run coach with me? And she was like, no, that's terrifying. And I was like, okay, cool. You're going to do it. And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, we got together, started Strides for Strength. And here we are. Wow. I feel like that was a love story. I feel like I'm looking back at my own love story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so fun. It's so cool to look at both where we came from, like as runners and my running journey was a little bit similar in terms of I ran high school track. Um, and I always hid in the bathroom because I didn't want to run the four by four. And then <laughs> I got to the state track meet and I got the pity clap for the four by four. And I hold that with me on every single run. It really hurt my ego, but I took a break from running after, you know, high school sports 
And then in college, there was an Oregon campus that um, if you fundraised a certain amount of money, you got to run the Chicago Marathon. And it was a big like community morale group effort type of thing. So it was really cool to, to tie purpose behind just movement. And I remember that first marathon, hindsight, I did not train at all. I think my longest run was maybe like 10, 12 miles. <laughs> I was on a college diet of like drinking every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, eating, slamming pizza into my face, like definitely way different than how I train now. But um, I remember that first race and just how rewarding it was to think about all the kiddos and their families. That was the org that I was fundraising for was a pediatric oncology organization. Um, All the kiddos and all the families that were sitting in the hospital wishing they had a healthy, healthy, able body like I did. Um, And that really carried me through that first marathon. I finished the first marathon and I said, yep, I'm going to do it again. And so I went back to Chicago the next four years. Um, And that fourth year is when I met Erin. I never really thought that I would be a run coach. Like the idea had like sometimes came across my mind, like, oh, this is fun. But it was something that was more for me. It wasn't really in service of others. Um, And then Erin kind of planted that seed. And I was like, okay, maybe. And then a few business calls later, starts for strength was born. And here we are. <laughs> That's so awesome. So for the people that are are listening and they're like, huh, I kind of understand, you know, um, I'm a nutrition coach, obviously. So they, they understand what nutrition coaching looks like. And some of them understand what personal training looks like. Walk them through what it looks like to actually work with a run coach. Yeah, Kaylee, you want to take this one? Yeah, I sure can. Um, So this is very athlete dependent on, you know, kind of what their goals are and what they're hoping to achieve by working with a coach. And so that's kind of the first place we always start is, you know, what are you looking for a coach? Like, what are you looking for in a coach and what do you want to accomplish? Um, And so for some athletes, that looks like, you know, they've already signed up for a race and they want to run the marathon or the half marathon. Some people just want to run for the sake of having an outlet, maybe they're a mom or a nurse or somewhere else in healthcare, and they are just looking for, you know, a way to move their body. Um, We've realized that a lot of our athletes that we work with just want somebody to take the guesswork out of training and out of movement. They want the schedule. Um, So what we do is we have that first call with our new athletes and we figure out, you know, what is your goal? And then how do we get from where we're at to where you want to be? Um, And I think something that we really pride ourselves on at Strides for Strength is we look at you as a whole. I think a lot of people think that running is just about running, you know, the 30 minutes on the run, three miles on the run, but we really look at each athlete, you know, what do you have going on outside of running that has like physical, mental, and emotional demands on you? Is it your work? You know, is it your kids? Is it your family? Is it, are you like a caregiver? Whatever that looks like. Um, And then we kind of curate a schedule that feels good, um, both from the progression building side to getting to your goals, but also kind of like that mental and emotional side of things. Like we don't want running to feel like something else you have to add on to your to-do list. We really want to create that positive relationship with being on the run and, you know, what value it can add to your life. Um, So that's kind of run coaching in a nutshell. It just depends on the athlete. And again, what their goals are, kind of what the running schedule looks like. Um, With us both being nurses, we tend to have a lot of healthcare professional athletes. Um, And, you know, if you're a healthcare listener, you know that the schedule is demanding and we really make sure that your running complements that schedule. Um, So we are always 
tweaking, changing our one-on-one athlete program. We upload workouts on a weekly basis. So that way we can collect feedback from the previous week. You know, what's working? What stresses do you have going on in life? What do you have coming up next week? Are you going on vacation? All of these things. So we really do try to take in each athlete as a whole and really look at everything they have going on rather than just the running goal. Yeah. And like Michaela said, we do work with a lot of nurses um, just because it is when you do it, it's so much easier to know what they're going through. Um, And so every athlete is different. We have, I just had a conversation with an athlete who's a nurse not two days ago, and she had noticed that she was just mentally exhausted from working in the hospital and she couldn't figure out why her runs felt so bad. And I was like, you're probably exhausted. So it was like, okay, we'll take a day off. So like Michaela said, we look at everything going on in your life and we really try and adjust your schedule to the needs that you have. Um, and whether it looks like, like she said, we program it on a weekly basis, but if there are changes that need to be made in the middle of the week, like we're here to do that. We really push that athlete coach relationship and having that strong bond um, with our athletes. It does take some time to build. Um, I usually tell my athletes, like, give it a few weeks for like me to figure out who you are as an athlete and for you to figure out who I am as a coach. Um, And over communication is better than no communication. So like, if there's a problem, if you have feedback, whatever it is, we have tough skin, please tell us. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind of run coaching. And we actually um, just added on strength training, which I'm super excited about because I'm working on my NASM certification to be a certified personal trainer. So we are adding in some strength training to our one-on-one athletes programs, which is really fun um, because we get to work on a whole lot of single leg work, which everyone (laughs) hates when they're doing it. So I love that. (laughs) So uh, one thing that I keep coming back to, because this is something, this is something that I hear, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of my clients, a lot of listeners are, are moms and they hear the word athlete and they're like, well, that's not me. So I would love for you to dive into what you qualify at, as an athlete when you're speaking, when you're speaking into working with athletes. Uh, I yes. love this question. I know and, it's a great one. <laughs> and I, I, th- it's that, it's that mindset work. It's that 1% of work that a lot of runners don't do. And it's not necessarily tying your identity to like a term or a phrase, but it's that belief in yourself that an athlete isn't a certain body shape or size or type of person or pace you run. It's who you embody yourself as an individual. And so I remember for so long, I wouldn't call myself an athlete. I'm like, no, athletes are like the pros. They're like the people that run like five minute miles and are crazy fit and crazy insane. Um, So I think athlete just kind of gives you like when you call yourself an athlete for me personally, I'm like, hell yeah. Like that's what I am. You know, like it just gives you that confidence. And so we really do that mindset work with our athletes to make themselves believe, you know, like you're qualified because you showed up today. Yeah. And if you, if you keep showing up and you're working towards anything bigger than what you currently are at, you're an athlete in my mind. Like whether that be your goal is to run one mile without stopping bet you're an athlete. Like, let's go. Um, it's just anything that you're, if you're out there training day in and day out and you want to get better and you're pushing to get better, I think that qualifies you as an athlete. You know, for, for me, especially, so, um, I I have three kids, I have two teenagers and a six and a half month old, you know, I look at moms who, especially 
you know, in, in the earlier postpartum phase is they have, there's a disconnect with their, their bodies. And perhaps that for me and my outward appearance doesn't always match how I feel on the inside or, or my strength or, or even my endurance. And so for me, I'm, I'm constantly having to remind moms of, of how much of a freaking athlete you have to be in order to bring, um, to bring human life into this world. So, uh, I just always, like I always love having the athlete conversation and how much it is just a belief system that you have about yourself and how, if you, you raise up your belief system and your mindset around, uh, your identity as, as an athlete, it's going to carry you so much further than the limiting belief that you're not one. So yeah. with that being said, we've, we've kind of talked about your journeys through racing and things like that. What about the, the women who are like, you know, I don't really want to race. Um, but I really actually just want to more consistently be able to go out and run and actually enjoy it. What would you say? What would you say to, to that person? We actually have a decent amount of athletes who that truly is their goal. Like we don't have not all of our athletes have this goal race in mind. A lot of them come to us and just want some sort of structure, whether they're getting back into working out and they don't know what that needs to look like, or they just want to build that consistency with running. Um, and we always tell them like, that's, it's a great way to start and really get into running because you can't just go out and run a marathon. Like it's not doable. So you really need to have a really strong base in order to start that training for any type of race that you want to run. So they're coming to us at the right time and we can really help build them and get them to a position where if down the road, they do want to start racing and they do want to do a 5k, 10k, a half or a full or whatever, they can do that safely. Like we can get them to the start line, knowing that they have a solid base and that they're going to be able to do what we ask them to do. Um, so you really don't have to have any sort of goal race in mind. You just have to be able to honestly show up and do the work. Yeah. And I think it's understanding like the desire and the drive, you know, what is it that's, you know, creating that like urge within you to want to go for a run? Is it to be a better mom? Is it to be a stronger version of yourself? Is it to fill your own cup before you go into a 12-hour shift? And I feel like when you understand that motivation or that drive, then when you're on the run, you can correlate that those two things together. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about celebrating the small wins along the way. You know, if you're only working towards the end destination or the end goal, which I think is something that's so valuable and honestly like a foot up that a lot of people have if they're not training for a race is they you know tend to find more joy and celebrate more in the everyday small wins because they don't have so much pressure on that end destination all right yeah. since you brought up the why let's go for it so <laughs> since I shared um I can't remember if it was on Instagram or on the podcast it's beginning of January my goal and by the way if you've never run with a jogging stroller, it's a brand new game. It's brand new. It's <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> but so I shared that. So six months postpartum shared that, you know, I have this goal of running outside. My, my goal was very simple at the first. I'm running outside three times per week. And that could be five minutes or it could be 30 minutes. And I wasn't going to qualify or quantify at this point because I had, and I shared very openly, this was definitely on the podcast that I had body image issues when I went out and running, especially with running with this jogging stroller. I saw so many moms that looked fit and they were running. And here I was like huffing and puffing and dying and my body jiggling in places that I didn't 
that I didn't love and I didn't love. And so part of the reason besides being out of shape, not quantifying or qualifying a, a run for more than five minutes was just to build that self-confidence in order to get out there. And I cannot tell you how many DMs on Instagram I got because I've been very open that I don't have a fat loss goal right now, even though I do have body insecurities, why I was running if I wasn't interested in losing weight. Go. Wow. <laughs> I know you sense. get this. I know you get this. <laughs> running is just for weight loss. Yeah. That makes me hurt. Like that hurts my heart. Like it's uh-huh. there's so much more to it. It's I obviously you always have that in the back of your mind. Like at the end of this journey, I want to be a healthier me, whether that looked like weight loss, whether that looked like a better nutrition, whether, whatever that looks like to you. Um, but running is just so much more it's, I got into running and I I think Michaela probably is the same way. Um, in nursing school, it was an outlet. It was, I was so stressed all the time. I, my mental health was not (laughs) intact, if you will, at the moment. Um, and so I really got into running and it was just honestly time where I could check out and I could be who I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do. Um, and it's, yeah, it, that, uh, that hurts my, I hate that comment. It's so, because it, it deters people away from, getting into the running community because they don't look a certain way or they don't run a certain pace. And it's like, no, <laughs> I just yeah. wish I could make them understand that it's so much more. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, I I love, I love that you're openly sharing that goal and that you are kind of blessing and releasing that pressure of needing to achieve something and rather just like being. And I think a lot of times people, you know, whether it's running or some other form of exercise, it's like by doing this, I'm going to lose this. And it's like, okay, but what is it going to add to your life for you? You know, like what does being out there for even five minutes add to your life? And then as a byproduct, what does that add to your kid's life and your husband's life? You know? So I think people, a lot of times put so much pressure on the loss that they forget everything that you gain. For me, something that I've been working through personally, and this is true. And the reason that it's so important for me, and it's, it's different. Like I definitely have worked with clients in the past or had friends in the past that are like, Ooh, I love to run. I'm just going to go out and run. I'm like, what is my husband? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm like, Ooh, it's so, it's so gross. But for me, something that, that I realized is, you know, kind of, kind of what you're talking about is more the mental game and the, the resilience and the ability to essentially just embrace the suck. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, people tell me all the time about this runner's high. I have yet to experience that. I'm like, my lungs are burning. My legs are burning. I feel like I'm dying. But the the sense of pride in overcoming the discomfort is a huge piece. And this directly translates, you know, for me talking about what does it add, this directly translates to me when my six and a half month old is, is screaming and crying and I don't know what's wrong and being able to tap into like, okay, this is uncomfortable for me as a human being. This is, uh, you know, I have to tap into that mental resilience and that patience and that perseverance in order to, to be a better version. And for the person, you know, if you do have a weight loss goal, this is not to dismiss that, but there's so many reasons metabolically um, being one of them, why cardio is not the answer to your weight loss goal, but we still see it all the time, but being able to tap in, you know, sometimes it is uncomfortable to change things up in your nutrition and eat in a better way or do things a little bit more helpfully. 
hell, sometimes it's uncomfortable to make yourself go to bed instead of staying up and watching Netflix <laughs> and being able to tap into this, this mental resilience. So I would love for you guys to kind of touch on how, you know, some, some tangible ways that you coach people to, to stick with it and, and to actually embrace the suck, because I'm sure maybe you guys don't experience it now, but I'm sure that you get clients that are like, oh, this is hard and this sucks all the time. Yeah. And we were just on an athlete interview for our podcast and we were talking about, you know, just the highs and lows that come with running in general, you know, you're going to have days that feel really hard and something we use an app called VDOT where we program all of our workouts and we always encourage our athletes to use that space to reflect, you know, after your run gets done, just take a few seconds to pause. Did it suck? Sit in the suck. Why did it suck? You know, what else is going on in your life? Is it work? Is it stress? Is it nutrition? And really just like, constantly being in a state of self-reflection and at first I feel like a lot of our athletes need a little bit of hand holding like they need to be reminded to reflect and then eventually it just be kind of becomes like a habit it's like okay I just got done with my run it's time to reflect and then they have that space in VDOT to be able to go back you know after a few weeks or Aaron was talking about how for this specific athlete she programmed the same workout and they were a couple of weeks apart and she took screenshots of both of them and she showed her like proof like hey this is what you're doing. And sometimes you just need that voice of reason or that person to hold that belief for you in the moments where you don't believe in yourself. And that's where like that strong athlete coach relationship comes into place because it's like, we have to be able to communicate and have these hard conversations. I'm here to give you the tough love and call you out. And I'm also here to be gentle and kind when you need it. So I think it kind of just, that's a state of reflection and a space for reflection is really important. Yeah, for sure. And also like Michaela said, like using it as a journal and having people go back. And if it did suck, tell me why it sucked, but then also pull at least one good thing from the run, whether that one good thing is I bought a new pair of socks and I got to wear my new pair of socks, you know, like, I don't care what it is. Just find one thing that was good about it. Um, that way it's not all negative. And then as coaches, we really take notice of those workouts where like Michaela said I had one athlete that was just like she didn't even finish all the reps which is totally fine she was just like I can't do this and I was like cool so I waited a few months and I programmed it again and she saw it pop up on her VDOT and she sent me a text and she was like really like you're gonna do this again and I was like yeah just just do it I like just just show up just do what you can and she was like okay and then she showed up and all of her paces were right on exactly where I wanted and I think she just didn't get one rep for the last one and I was like but look what you did in three months and it's really like she said building that belief that they are capable of so much more than they realize you know that's a big thing there's a couple of things that I want to pull pull out there the first one is the the power of of mentorship and coaching right that's like a a big topic on this podcast, of course, we're all coaches. And the reason that I have a podcast and likely the reason that you guys have a podcast as well is, but is because coaching isn't accessible for every single person. And so, um, hence this exists, but having someone in your corner to that, you can, that you can reflect with that you can even vent to that can help you like zoom out and say, yes, this is, I mean, a, a great example is like, look at what you've done in three months. I've had so many clients. I had a client last week be like, scale went up this week and I hate everything. And her current goal is to lose two pounds per month. And when we zoomed out and that's like, let's look at the whole month. Oh, we've dropped two and a half pounds this month. So we actually reached our goal. And 
So, so yeah, this is like a really common thing for, for so many people, myself included. It's why I have mentors and why I have coaches. It can be really challenging to, to be objective and, and look at what, what actually is going, because of course our brains have the, the negativity bias. It's like, oh, okay, well, everything sucks. But the other thing that Michaela brought up, that's a really excellent point is looking at why it sucked. Because this is, I mean, this is definitely true for me when I'm able to say, okay, why did this suck? It's not always the run, the workout, the meal prep, whatever it is. It's usually the compound effect of like our environment and our circumstance and everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's really important that athletes understand that again, like it's not, you know, whether your goal is to run for five minutes or 50 miles, you still have so many external factors that are going on that are going to directly impact your performance on the run. And, you know, when we're able to identify and pinpoint those things, you know, maybe it is a nutrition thing. Maybe it's a stress thing, you know, whatever, maybe it's a sleep thing. It's like, okay, then we have to go workshop those things outside of the run. And then let's come back, you know, in a couple of weeks and talk about the performance now. And I think a lot of people really just forget that like that 1% of work that comes that a lot of people don't do that makes a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's super important to note too, like you said, we're coaches, we coach other people, but Michaela and I both have our own coaches because we just as much as anyone else need that person in our corner. That's like, Hey, I know this pace looks hard because you've never done it before, but go do it. Like just Just do it. You know, I would program it myself and having that person. We're also very, Michaela and I are very similar, like she said, but we're also polar opposites. So having that person that is going to tell you to pull back whenever you want to keep pushing is huge. So even though we're a mentor, we still have our own mentors. That's a, that's a good point. Mentorship is just as important to tell you to like slow your roll as it is to, to keep pushing. That happens all the time with my nutrition clients. They're like, I'm ready for the next level. I'm like, no, no, stay steady. Trust, trust the process. Trust me. But on that note, that's the, that has been exactly my fault for basically my whole running life. And the first time that I started running was to lose weight for senior prom in high school. But uh, is that I always love to go out of the gate super hot and heavy and and I burn out, which I'm I'm sure that you see, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But on that that note, New Year's resolutions are starting to, to fade and fizzle, unfortunately. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people that came out of the gate, just whether it was, you know, strength training, running or whatever. And they're like, I'm going to run five days a week and here we are and they're not running at all anymore. So with that understanding, what kind of tangible tips would you give, uh, would you give these people that, that would like to start running and they just don't know where to start? I think start small, start where, and whether it be a new year's resolution that someone set. And like you said, maybe they're fizzling off right now. It's what is it? February 3rd. Start mm-hmm. at the beginning of February. Let's reevaluate. For February, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. At the end of February, check in with yourself. Did you meet those goals? Do you need to pull back some? Do you feel like you could give more? Set new goals for March. I think people get in this mindset where it has to be all or nothing. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely not all or nothing. It's what you can give in that moment. Maybe right. this week has been crazy. Maybe next week's not as crazy and you have more to give next week. That's okay. As long as you keep showing up consistently, 
you're good. And also side note, invest in a good pair of running shoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's my soapbox. (laughs) I, yeah, no, I love that. And that's actually funny because I personally, I like hate new year's. I hate new year's resolutions and Aaron's like, I love new year's. Like it's my favorite holiday again, polar opposites. (laughs) But I think it's really important to just meet yourself in the season that you're in. Like Aaron just said, like, what do you really have to give this week and defining what your enough is or what your goal is. And like, when you have that clear definition, then you can reverse engineer kind of the steps that it takes to get there. And having a way to track your progress is huge. Like you can say Mm -hmm. that you want to run four days a week, but if you don't have any way to visually see or track, like, are you actually running four days a week? then it comes to the end of February and you're like, well, I think maybe I like maybe ran, you know? So it's like, you don't actually have a way to see what you're working towards or the progress you're making. Yeah. And knowing your, knowing your boundaries is really important, especially with the nurses that we work with. Um, We have monthly nursing or not nursing monthly coaching calls with our athletes who are mostly nurses. And um, a lot of them have kind of figured out how they need to set up their weeks in order to be successful, whether that looks like, Hey, I work three days in a row. I don't want to run or work out on any of those three days that I work because I work 12 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You know, that boundary, you know, yourself, you know, what you're able to give. We have four other days in the week that you can run, you know? So really setting up those little hurdles, I guess, and knowing how to tackle them is huge in setting and conquering those goals. Yeah. Love that. Um, okay. So couple of like ending questions. The first thing is this platform is now open. What is just anything that you would like to share with listeners, maybe people that are listening to this and, um, you know, hate running and have no desire to do it. And you want to encourage them to do it or people that are starting out and just need a little push to, to keep going. I really like challenge the person who's listening to change the narrative. I think a lot of times people come from this place of I'm not a runner. I could never, I'm not good enough, whatever you're not enough is. And really reframe that in a way that feels good. You don't have to say I'm a marathoner or I'm the fastest runner in my age group or whatever it is. Like that next best belief that you can get behind. I can run five minutes. I can run 10 minutes. Like you start, like Aaron said, start small. And the more that you tell yourself I'm not or I can't, the more that you're going to believe that. So, you know, I think a lot of times people tend to carry the beliefs with them that they inherited maybe we talked about this on our podcast, Erin didn't make the track team in high school and she carried that belief with her for a hot minute. (laughs) And now here she is a run coach, you know, a multiple time marathoner. And so she had to shift that belief system in order to become the person that she is now. And if you're choosing to carry those negative beliefs of I'm not this, I'm not that, that's how you're going to show up. And, you know, running, define what being a runner means to you. Does it mean getting out there for five minutes? Does it mean getting out there for 50 miles? It's, It's up to you but you have to like do that mindset work. Yeah. This is going to sound a little harsh. Literally nobody cares. Like literally nobody cares about you. And that's cool. (laughs) I love that. Like tell me that all day, every day, because I will thrive on that because I, I remember being in high school and I obviously wanted to run, hence me trying out for the track team and not making it. And I was so scared to run outside because I was scared of what people would think of me. Like I was scared that I looked funny as I ran. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody gives a flying flip about you. (laughs) 
thrive on that. Um, nobody cares that Michaela and I just ran the New York City Marathon. The conditions were terrible, slightly miserable. Worst race ever. <laughs> and both of us finished. And we were like, oh, that was awful. Like we neither one of us even remotely came close to our goals. And what people, are people going to think of us? They're tracking yeah. us. They're going to know we didn't run good. Right. Like, like, and they want yay. us to hear their coach, like stuff like that. And people were still blowing up our phones. And they were like, oh my God, you finished a marathon. And we're like, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> what this is about. It's not about my pace or my time or my splits. You don't, you don't care. Right. right? Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, such an important reminder because literally the biggest thing that was holding me back from running at the beginning of this year was the fact that I was so concerned what other, what the people driving their car that should have been watching the road were going to be thinking about me running on the sidewalk right. with my baby. Right. right. Exactly. Think about like how many times you're driving your car. Like, do you yeah. sit there and you're like, Oh, look at her running with her baby. She's like, right. yeah. and also oh, yeah. like if that person driving that car was actually a runner. They would not be judging you. So more than likely they're probably not a runner. So yeah. like, yeah it's absolutely wild (laughs) well ladies tell people where they can find you where they can learn more about you where they can listen to your podcast and how they can work with you yeah so you can connect with us on instagram at strides for strength um you can find our website stridesforstrength.com you can find our podcast anywhere uh, you find your podcast. Uh, it is also called Strides for Strength. <laughs> we like to keep, <laughs> we like to keep it consistent over here. Um, and if you are interested in working with us, we have a couple of different options. Um, but you can connect us on our website or through Instagram to chat about what option would be best for you and your running goals. Um, and we always do a discovery call just to make sure that you would be a good fit for our coach athlete relationship. We really, uh, that's our foundation of success for all of our athletes is, you know, making sure that we're on the same page from the get-go. So that is how you can connect with us. Awesome. Well, I greatly appreciate your time and coming on the show to share with listeners. This has been super fun. First podcast with um, two guests. And if you guys were, were driving or if you were out running, listening to the show, I will link to all of the the socials and their website in the show notes. And if you are looking to up-level your running or have some support in that, um, you'll know where to find them. Heck yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, I would love to know what you think and your takeaways from today's episode. If you have a few moments, make sure that you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This helps the podcast become more visible to more women so that we can help serve more women just like you. If you haven't already, take a minute and join the Metabolism Mindset and Macros Facebook group. We have a free five-day challenge starting today to help you lose your first three to six pounds with Hashimoto's and PCOS. I am breaking down metabolism, mindset, and macros using the exact strategies I coach my one-on-one coaching clients through, and I would love to have you join us completely for free. So I will drop the link to the Facebook group in the show notes. Make sure you join there. Let me know that you want into the challenge so I can make sure to send you a message with the workbook and the recipes to go along with it, and I hope to see you in there. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you again next week.